0: Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show. Now today's episode, we're going to be talking about Nadal and everything that's been going on with him. We're going to start off with that and then once we're, we're done with him, we're going to move into the NBA playoffs and one thing to address here for me is yes, I have not made a podcast in four weeks or so, I'm sorry about that. It, moving into the end of the school year, it gets stressful, I get less time to uh, make episodes, But trust, it will be back to the weekly schedule and sometimes even more during the summertime. Um, But with that, uh, I hope you're doing well over these past four weeks I haven't been here. Who knows how much you actually care if I make one? I don't don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'm not not that amazing, right? Uh, uh, But anyways, uh, Nadal uh, and everything going on with him. And then we'll go into the NBA playoffs coming up on today's show. All right, to start off with here is is Rafa Nadal, and he, as you may know by now, he pulled out of the French Open, uh, and which w- is going to be his first missed appearance since his debut in 2005. He didn't play in 2004, I guess. Made his debut in 2005, and then he's played every single year since then in the French Open, and now... The first, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is is when this French open comes around he, he's the guy you think of when you think French open men's or women's you just think of Nadal and and, it, and without him there it's gonna be like a whole different field uh, a, a feel of of the tournament and it's just gonna be weird and different without him uh, and really uh, the other thing the other big news is is that he said, the back half of 2024 was going to be his final year. And now for me, obviously we went through this with Federer last year. um, And, and now it's coming into Nadal. We're moving into a different area. Unfortunately, you wonder how much longer Djokovic is going to last. He's been more healthy than Federer and Nadal have been. So you wonder how much longer he's going to last, but, with Nadal, he's someone that's he's been my favorite player ever since I started playing tennis. Ever since I was watching tennis, obviously I felt it with Federer, but with Nadal, I feel like it's it's something different for me because I I got for my tennis team at school we have a group me and it has the whole entire team in it and 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 my coach said that that he retired and I immediately went to Google, immediately went to Twitter, and I was like, there's no way he's retired. My heart just dropped in that moment. Because I've never—he's been my favorite player ever ever since I started watching, and I've there's never really been a time without him. I was like, there's no way that's true. I remember seeing how he him saying next year was going to be his last year, 2024 was going to be his last year. I did not see him saying he was going to retire, but with that message going into the chat, I was like, oh no! If that if that's true, that's going to be really sad. Because another thing is too, is I was hoping that he was going to come to another American tournament soon. And I would be able to to watch it. Because I'm going to the Western Southern Open. So I, I was hoping that maybe he'd go back to that tournament again before the U.S. Open. But you wonder now. He said several months. I, I remember them racing against the clock that they thought he was going to be able to play in the French Open. But then now he's pulled out. And he's even said it's going to be several more months now. So you even wonder about that. The U.S. Open. That type of thing. Uh, you, you really know that he wishes he could be out there. Obviously, at 100%, you know how he plays, so I guess injuries were going to come at some point, but you just didn't know, or he's had injuries, but you didn't know when they were going to come back to him later on, and and if, if next year or whenever he starts playing again is going to be the farewell tour, you... It's it, we're just gonna have to enjoy every single moment of it, uh, you know, because we're if when he's gone, he's we're not only gonna lose uh, one of the greatest of all time. We're we're gonna lose probably the one of the guys that has the most class out of any of the players on tour, especially among one of the goats. There, there's not there's not any arrogance on him. There's there's there benefit of the doubt graceful loser, all that type of stuff attached to him. You, there might not be another guy like him ever again, at least in our lifetimes, so uh, we're going to have to enjoy with what we have left of him, and you wonder will he be able to win the French Open next year, because you know that's probably going to be his farewell tour. That's probably where he's going to end his career, uh, so it'll be just interesting to see how this plays out, but hopefully, I hope he comes back soon, and uh, that that that's what it is on Nadal, you know, so hopefully he's able to come back which I believe he will be able to at some point, but we just have to wait and see and figure out when. But we're going to have to enjoy it when, he, when he's back out and playing because next year is going to be the end. Anyways, though, to transition into the NBA, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, Lakers, Nuggets, Heat, Celtics, you know it all. Uh, and the team I want to start off with is my team, the Miami Heat and obviously as a fan, I think that they' have, the way they're playing, I think they have the opportunity to win the championship. But coming into the playoffs, I mean I'm not the first person to be talking about them like this is they lost their first playing game so that's that. they they were on the brink of elimination they they, they weren't really they weren't really in danger of losing to the Bulls, but it was still a close game the majority of the time. So entering the playoffs, you're like, okay, maybe they'll win one or two games. This is even what I thought. I I said Bucks in six, or Bucks in seven, and and that was even optimism from me as as a fan. And but then when they beat the Bucks in five, or when they won, they won game two or something. like They won game one. When they they had one and one going back to Miami, I was like, okay, this is looking good. I I like the way this is going. Win both those games, uh, and. They win in five, and so moving into the second round now, I was like, okay, this is great. Will they beat the Knicks though? They got games at MSG, all that type of stuff. Beat them in six. Um, the offensive performance has been more than you that has been better than you anyone could ever have imagined. Especially they they were not shooting like this the way that they were during the regular season, this consistently. And they're doing it all without Tyler Hero, a 20-point-a-game score. So, really, the way that they've gotten here has been most impressive that I've seen over the past few years. Eight seed, losing Tyler Hero in the first round. Really, just everything, didn't it didn't seem like, for the way that things were going and moving it through for the end of the season, play-in, playoffs, uh, that it, they were going to have any opportunity of knocking off the Bucks. much less being in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, but now they're here playing the Celtics. They take Game 1. Celtics go ice cold in the second half, and the Miami Heat take advantage of that. They turn a 12-point lead into a 7-point win, or uh, 12-point trailing by 12 into a 7-point win. And they have been the main story of the playoffs so far. Uh, And Will Jimmy Buckets doesn't believe in playoff Jimmy. Uh, Obviously, he's a pretty humble guy, but you'd expect him, of all people, to believe. or or, or Not necessarily, I take that. I mean, you'd expect... I mean, he, 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 he plays it off. What I mean, good guy, but I, I don't know what I'm trying to get into here. But playoff Jimmy is a real thing. The 10 more points a game, he, he, I think that's part of the reason why this team is playing so good because they know behind a leader like Jimmy Butler, it's, allowing, it's making other guys step up knowing that we know that we're going to get led by Jimmy, but he's not going to be able to do it all himself. And so it allows other guys to play with that competitive fire. It's the playoffs; anything can happen. And now they're back in the Eastern Conference Finals, up 1-0. They already stole one at the Garden. So really, I think anything can happen at this point for this Miami Heat team. They could move into the finals. And on the other side, for the Nuggets, or on the other side for the Nuggets. I mean, yeah, technically other side, but uh, Boston Celtics. That that first game was not something to write home about necessarily. They it it that it looked like most of the game especially a lot of the first half that it was going to be a game where celtics it, the heat were going to keep it within 10 the entire time but the celtics were not were never going to have trouble um especially moving in the second half they started off pretty strong they got up to a 71 59 lead but then it, things turned and it became 78 78 at like the six minute commercial break or something like that or the third halfway through the third quarter and uh that, that 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 was the main turning point of the game and the heat never really looked back obviously it was close but the heat never uh let let it go they they made sure to stay in it the entire time which they did and they took game 1 from the Boston Celtics they stole it from the Boston Celtics um and now because of the way the heat have been playing the Celtics know how the heat have been playing but the heat haven't really faced anyone like uh, a, a team like the Celtics, that they're the most complete team that they've played so far. Obviously, the Bucks have Giannis and stuff, but Middleton was injured at times. I feel like during the regular season, uh, so he played less. Giannis was obviously missed a couple of games. They still won games with Giannis, but this is the this is the most healthy, most complete team that they played in the playoffs, and they didn't seem phased by it. And uh, they went into the Garden and they and they took it from the Celtics. The, the Celtics said they knew that they were they. They went ice cold the second half, They and the Heat took advantage, and they know that that's exactly what they did wrong. So they, they're they going to have to make those changes. But, I, I mean, I guess I do believe that the way it's been going now, I think I do see them take a game, too. I think that they're going to make adjustments. I uh, th- th- This is a obviously a really on-fire Heat team, and I think that when it comes back to Miami, Miami's going to win the two in Miami, uh, and then it's going to go back to Boston. Boston's going to win game five, and then when it goes back to Miami for game six, I think the Heat are going to close them out. I mean, and at any other point during the regular season, like if it were the middle of the regular season, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Celtics are gonna could even sweep the Heat. But just because of the way that the Heat have been going in this playoffs, playoff, Jimmy, uh, the shooting has been the best it's ever been. I, I just see I just think it's hard to bet against the Heat the way that they've been playing. But I I think that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are gonna really have to step up. J uh, Jason Tatum, he did not uh, attempt a field goal in the fourth quarter, which is something that is extremely rare for someone like him. I, I no I yeah he didn't attempt a field goal. I it, which it says something to the way the Heat defense was playing in that second half. And it has to attribute to a little bit of a confidence issue. I think that Jason Tatum is probably one of the best players in the series. Uh, comparable, maybe comparable to Jimmy Butler. I think playoff Jimmy's on a different level, but he's definitely the best player on the Celtics team. And I think with him losing confidence and him not playing well, it it it, it through all it helped it contributed to throwing off this Boston Celtics team because their leader was not was not performing. So. It, it, it hurt their performance in the second half as well. So I think that he's really going to have to step up in the second half. He's going to need to back up that uh, I'm humbly one of the best basketball players in the world statement, which I don't disagree with. I definitely think it's top 20 at least. But that that game one performance, it wasn't terrible as a whole, but the way he went completely up and down is not going to be enough to win a series for the Celtics. Now on the other side, Lakers and Nuggets. I think the Nuggets obviously up 2-0 now at this point. I I don't see the Lakers coming back from that. Um, I I think it's been a great run for the Lakers. They they are 7 seed. It's been a really impressive run for them. Obviously, you knew that they they had the 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 tools to put tools in the toolbox to put together a really successful season, but it took them a long time to figure out what, how to put build and put the pieces together using those tools um and I think uh, it, it it they finally figured it out at the right time now it dropped them to a seven seed in the playoffs but but they they did not they've not played like a seven seed they beat a really good warriors team they beat, a, a good Grizzlies team obviously you had the whole Dylan Brooks thing and 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 John ja Morant stuff going on still going on by the way what is Ja doing bro um and I obviously I think it was it was a Grizzlies team that wasn't playing at its best because of everything going on in the background with John ja Morant I do believe that everything that Dylan Brooks was doing was harmless I I don't think he was necessarily right but I, I think I, there's nothing wrong with what he, what he was doing. I, 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 I like that. I like the the trash talking. I like that. It, it makes me more locked into the series uh, and more interested in it. Um, but anyways, they they played really good. they beat they knocked off the Warriors as well in six I seven. Might have been seven, but still knocked off a Warriors team that had beat the Kings in the first round. A, t- a Kings team that was really excited, a really good Kings team, a Kings team that had not been in the playoffs. Kings as an organization have not been in the playoffs for a long time. And so that, 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 that moving in now to the Western Conference Finals, I just believe that the Nuggets are too good for them. Nikola Jokic, uh, uh, Jamal Murray, every, everyone. I think that. The Nuggets are too good for the Lakers, and I think that this is where the road ends for for the Lakers. And I think that I'm not one to praise the Lakers a mighty lot, but I think it's impressive that they've been able to put this team together. They they knew that they should have LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves has emerged. I, I they they should have earlier, but I I do think it's impressive that that they. Put it together at the right time but this this is a Nuggets team I think Jokic obviously a couple of MVPs been one of the best basketball players in the NBA for multiple years now and I think that he's ready to add a uh, national or what or whatever you call it a NBA championship to his resume and he's he might already be a hall of famer I mean obviously hasn't been in the league extremely long but quite a few years now I guess um I mean, obviously, already on the trajectory to become one, but I think that he's ready to put a uh, NBA championship in his trophy cabinet. So I just think it's a hungry Nuggets team. Not saying it's not a hungry Lakers team. I just think that the first two games, six points and five points, they're good games. the 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 The, the Lakers have played well, but I just think that the at the end of the day, this is a Nuggets team that is too good. It's a Nuggets team that's hungry for a championship. So uh, I I got. Nuggets in five. I think that they'll figure out one, but at the end of the day, this Nuggets, Nuggets team is just too good for the Lakers. Yeah, well, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, Eastern Western Conference. It's been pretty entertaining so far. Uh, all, all three of the games that have already happened have been close games, exciting games to watch. It'll be interesting to see as we move on forward if the Lakers can turn it around. You never know. Uh, obviously, at this point, teams are getting tired. Teams. Are are at their also in their best form while also being tired. You, at the same time, it's it's gonna at this point it's gonna come down to whoever wants it more, and and that, that that it's gonna be up to the players, up up to the teams what whether or not it goes down. And and with Nadal, I mean, I'm gonna be sad when he leaves, but I, it will have to see when that happens. Cherish every single second we have left of him on the tour. Um. But yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Sorry for like a four-week hiatus. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow me on Instagram, at sports. This summer I'll be focused on making more visual video, con- like short-form content uh, when I have more time to do so. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at sports. And that's going to do it for this episode. Subscribe if you enjoyed. I'm Preston Green, and I will talk to you next time on the show.